This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Just a quick warning. This podcast series contains discussions about crime, trauma, sexual abuse, drug use, and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. On today's episode of The Stick Up, we have Dale Egan, a male porn star from the Gold Coast. Dale Egan, welcome to The Stick Up. G'day, mate. How you going? Mate, it was funny. How I come across you was on TikTok. The, I, I don't know, they were sexual innuendo sort of TikToks. And then I start bumping you in the same cafe and I said, hey, here's that guy I know from TikTok. Well, let's just talk about where you started up, mm-hmm. idols were, what was school, what was the home life like? Okay, great. Yeah. So I grew up in Tweed Heads. I was there from the age of what, 10 to 20, say. Yeah. And home life was okay, pretty average, to be honest. Yeah. Kind of normal family. They work eight, nine hours a day, pay off a home loan, pretty standard. Yeah. But I grew up with a bit of depression, didn't know how to handle it. And that led me to smoke weed, this and that. And, you know, Ended up being a gaming nerd for a bit, and I'd see all these other guys go out around town. They got tattoos, big muscles, and mm. I thought, "Fuck, I want to be like that." Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting at home smoking weed like a loser, not getting girls. But like, fuck, I want, I want that life. Yeah. What was school like? What, what you know? Mm. School. I left school when I was 14. Same. Yep. So I couldn't. Uh, I, so I've been recently diagnosed with ADHD. I'm yeah. not hyperactive, but just yeah. can't focus and concentrate. Not yeah. very good learner. Um, so yeah, left school at age 14. Got a job at Hungry Jack's, 4.95 an hour. The big bucks. Yeah, fuck, I was killing it. I <laughs> <laughs> think you were at the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate. And what sport? Were you a sporting? You're a lump of a bloke. You're a big lump of a bloke. Yeah, no. I um, look. I tried rugby rugby union. I think it was when I, when I was about 11, 12 years old. Yeah. They'd pass the football at me and I'd drop it. <laughs> I couldn't tackle anyone for shit. They'd just slip out of my fingers. Yeah. Yeah, uncoordinated. Wow, man. I look at you and you're definitely an athlete. You've definitely got that athletic body these days and you've, yeah. you've done really well. I've actually been in the gym when you're training. You're at a pretty good standard of training because mm. I didn't know you then. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And everyone seemed to know you were quite popular amongst, especially the girls. They, they were a bit fascinated. Girls, that's him over there. <laughs> just talk about, like, you know, you, you sort of went, off the tracks, how like did you start getting in trouble at a young age or? Yeah, look, it started first time I got arrested. I was graffitiing. I was like 15, 16 years old, walking, walking down. I did my tag and cops seen it. They come past and I got arrested for that. Got taken home and oh, my son's been arrested, being graffitiing. Hmm. They had to go clean that off the next day. How, what did your parents do? Did you get the third degree about? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, actually. Yeah. My punishments weren't too bad. Yeah. I think my mum felt a bit sorry for me because she knew how depressed I was. Yeah. I think the pr- depression was the pot. Do you think that played a big part in it? Smoking? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So I already had a few chemical imbalances. Yeah. And then I think the pot just completely added to it. How, like, what, I, I, I had the same things. I left school at 14 and just couldn't. Yep. Fucking school wasn't for me. Being yep. told what to do. Trying to fit in wasn't for me at school. I was a bit yep. of a lone soldier. With your depression... What was it? How was that making you feel back then at that 14 year? This is because this is really relevant for mm-hmm. young kids these days. What, what was going through your mind? Mate, so I felt fucking worthless. Yeah. Worthless. Yeah. I, I didn't feel I wasn't comfortable with how I looked, how I acted. I just felt like a fucking loser. 
fuck. But that lasted for a few years too. Did it? You know, it took a long time for me to get out of that. And did you spend a lot of time on your own? Were you? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I lived with mates when I first moved out of home, so no, I like, had a lot of friends around me, but I also spent a lot of time on the Xbox when I was young, growing yeah. up. And... Do you reckon that's a problem for kids these days, too much of that? Mm. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think it was a problem for me because yeah. I wasn't going out living. Went socialising. Yeah. It got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm a fucking loser. I'm going to sell my Xbox mm. so I can go just live. Yeah. And I sold it. Yeah. Didn't have an Xbox for 14 years. Good on you. Yeah. I've ne- you know what? I n- I've never tried one of them because I think I'd be too addicted to it. Mm. Them things scared me because I've got that obsessive trait. 14 hours later, no sleep, wanting to wear a nappy so I don't have to go to the fucking toilet. That'd be me. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Talk about you landed in prison. You yep. know what I mean? How, what was that for? And what was the lead up to that? Yep. So it was for a special aggravated breaking out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the lead up to that was, it was a mix of depression. It was a mix of partying a lot. And it was a mix of those things. I, I couldn't sort out my finances properly, getting in debt. And I just needed money, wanted money. So I was doing a few things like selling bag and whatever. And then opportunity come one day, I was like, okay, there's some drug dealers down the road. They got some stuff. Mm. They're a fucking nobody. Yeah. Let's go get them. Yeah. So we'd kick the door down. We'd go in there. We'd put them on the ground, take their shit, we leave. Yeah. And after a numerous amount of times of that, it we ended up getting the wrong house. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a massive fuck up. Innocent couple inside. Biggest, biggest mistake of my life, but the biggest learning lesson of my life as well. Yeah. And yeah, that was a bad hit, really. And what what was the process? You obviously you were apprehended, remanded in custody, yeah? Yep. So um, that, we were under investigation for maybe 10 months. Yeah. We got a task force put on us. Did you know that, did you sense that you're being followed or anything like that? Not to begin with, until uh, a few months down the track, then a few of the boys noticed things. Mm. Um, That's a horrible feeling, huh? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Gut wrenching because I've had it. I've had. I've noticed them there, and it fucking it really unsettles you. Yeah, I started getting pretty bad anxiety from it. Yeah, warranted my own fault. But yeah. then one day, one of the co-offenders he messaged me. He goes, "I'm Wicker." He goes, "Mate, cops have just gone to my parents' house looking for me." He goes, "What do I do?" I said, "Don't fucking say anything." Hmm. I said, "Come see me tomorrow. There's a cafe down the road. I'll meet you there. One p.m." So I go there, he's in his ute, I go up and start talking to him, and we talk about the whole thing. Yeah. Next minute, I find out, he's detectives what? were at a cafe taking photos of me uh, talking to him, and he was all wired up. Yeah. So, record the whole conversation, that's me done. What, tell me just what it was like, the cop was, were they kept you at home, or? Yes, yeah, so they didn't get me immediately then. Um, they ended up going- Talk about the process, because- it, when you when you can describe that to something, I really like to put that in particular into young blokes' heads. Yeah, I really like to put that the fear, the the gut wrenching feeling. I really like mm. to put because, mate, it's, I like to deter young fellas from doing this shit because yep. it's a fucking shit feeling, mate, isn't it? Fucking the worst feeling, the yeah. worst fucking feeling. It'll send you down rock fucking bottom. Yeah. So for me, I was out at lunch. Yeah. Only crossroad getting tired, and I got a phone call from Queensland detectives. They said, hey, mate, we've just gone to house looking for you. We need to talk to you about your recent security license because I was a, a bouncer back in the yeah. day. And, and I said, no, you don't. Because that's not a usual thing to do. Mm. I just hang up on them straight away. Worst anxiety yeah. ever. I'm like, I'm fucked. Mm. Anyway, five minutes later, the New South Wales detective in, in charge of the task force called me because it was New South Wales crimes. And he goes, listen, mate, we need you to come in. 
and talk to, about, talk to you about a group of violent home invasions. I said, yeah, rightio, I'll be in there tomorrow. Called my lawyer, went and saw my lawyer, handed myself in, in next day. That's tough going to hand yourself in, eh? Yeah. Because yeah. there's all that thoughts, I'll go on the run. I'm gonna, for me, it's, I'm, I'll go to Thailand. They won't be able to get me from there. I'm thinking about extradition can't, extra, where, I can't, where they can't extradite me. Yeah. Because you don't want to face that sort of stuff. It's a gut-wrenching feeling because you know there's a lot of pain coming your way. Yeah, yep, yep. And you went to tweet. And what, did, is that what you got charged? Uh, yeah, yep, yep. So I actually got bail that day. There was a step-in judge for the day, probably yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I ended up getting bail and bail for 10 months. Yeah. In that 10 months, I partied the yeah. whole fucking time. I was depressed. I was like, you know what? My life is fucking over. Yeah. But what I thought was my life. Because yeah. I was out partying all the time. I was a bouncer. Everyone knew me. A little bit popular, whatever. Yeah. Was the bouncer the sort of the interaction with all the girls? Because you're obviously, you're a ladies, man. There's no doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were pretty popular with the girls. What were your relationships like with women then? Were they just, did you have any death to any of your relationships? Oh, there was a couple I did, yeah. um, but nothing ended up being great. Like, I had a girlfriend before, like, when I went to jail. Yeah. Didn't work out. No, it never does. <laughs> <laughs> never does. It's yeah. not a good idea. They say they all want to be your girlfriend until they've got to visit a jail. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened. Four weeks into my jail sentence, I call her on a Friday. I said, love you, miss you. Mm. She says same thing. Normal phone call. Said, have a good weekend. I'll call you Monday. I call her Monday. Rejects my phone call. Call her again. Rejects my phone call. Never spoke to her again. That well, was it. That's not love. Love has no boundaries, does it? No boundaries. No. <laughs> so tell me, when you went to court, what sentence did you get? Seven years with a four and a half year non-parole period. Is that in, in New South? New South Wales, yeah. Yeah. What jails did you head off? You would have Grafton from Yeah, straight to Grafton, yep. So Grafton was the first place I went to. Yeah. And then you get a minimum security? You would have got yep. A so I was at Grafton to begin with. I was on remand for about seven months, yeah. and I went between Grafton and Kempsey. Yeah. Horrible jails, eh? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Like, horrible jails, but I guess when you hang out with the right people, like, it doesn't end up being the yeah. worst. Yeah. But still shit. No matter what, still shit. doesn't matter who you're with, it's still shit. Yeah. But was it sort of a... For me, jail was a place where I got to know myself, and, and I couldn't mm. escape my demons. I couldn't escape the depressions. A luxury in fucking prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. And what about your own mental health? What were you doing at this stage? Obviously, there's some mental health issues. Mm. What were you doing from prison? Did prison create a routine for you to start dealing with your mental health? Yeah, eventually. Not straight away. Quite depressed straight away, but I hid that, obviously. Yeah. But then the second time I went to segregation, I was embarrassed because I was at a farm jail at that time. Yeah. And... My mum was meant to visit me that weekend with my little brothers. Mm. They're pretty excited. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to say girl again for the second time. Phone? Uh, yeah, mobile phone that yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and I had to call my mum and say, sorry, mum, can't visit. Yeah. I was at Gleninus Correctional Centre. Oh, cream. cream. Yeah, the cream, best. Cream jail. I fucked that up. Yeah. So I got kicked back to an hour of maximum security, yeah, yeah, all the way down, down south. Yeah, so I had to say, you can't visit. And I was yeah. fucking embarrassed. Yeah. And, and that was the turning point. That was about... Two and a half years into my four and a half years, and that was about the turning point for me. Tell me, what did that involve? Well, first of all, it was the embarrassment. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now I'm in jail, inside of jail. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I get out when I turn 30. I'm going to have nothing when I get out. So I'm really assessing myself, giving myself a hard fucking time here, because I had to. And then when I got down there, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? This is where I went wrong. This is the negatives about me. How can I change that? 
oh, who do I want to be? I'm like, what kind of man do I want to be? I wrote everything down. Yeah, good. Every negative about me I wrote down. Everywhere I went wrong I wrote down. Yeah. But then every, everything I want to be and who I want to be, what I want to do, I wrote it down. I just keep All writing. your goals, yeah. yeah. Just, every day I just write something else. I do that. I'm real. I'm a gratitude writer. I'm yep. fucking so much into writing. Writing for me is therapeutic. I yep. have to write every morning. As soon as I get out of bed, I have to write about how, what I'm grateful for. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And and what were some of those goals that you had? Number one goal was never touch drugs again. Yeah. That well, was my biggest goal. Yeah. When, um, when you say drugs, what drugs were you touching at the time? So mainly GHB, MDMA, Coke, XC pills. I had stints of ice, but that was never something that like yeah. I really liked that much. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. But yeah, those other things it's a I trap, did like. Hey, you see so many people trapped by that shit and they just oh, they don't ever escape. It, Tell me something that a lot of those drugs you described the sex drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And was that That's part true. of the process? Because we're going to establish that you're a porn star, but was that sort of some of the where it's of all sort of Thought, fuck, I'm not bad at this. Um, nah, nah, nah. The drugs and sex didn't really combine so much. It was more, the drugs were just more the escape from reality, making yeah. myself feel better. Addressing the oppression. Yeah, the yeah. Depression, yeah, you know. absolutely, yeah, yeah. So with your goals, you got out, and, and so you're done for, where'd you get out from? Now. Yeah. Minimum? Did you get out? Yeah, minimum, minimum yeah. yeah. So yeah. now maximum for a year. Then I did a couple of courses, got my C1 back, minimum again. And yeah, got out from now, minimum, yeah. And with plans, what were you planning to do? When, like, where did the porn star sort of stuff come? Did you, mate, when was like, fuck, you, you got it, mate, you must look down at your, I'm, I don't mean to be rude, but you look at your <laughs> dong and go, fuck, I've got a bit of talent here. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually did my first porn scene when I was 22 years old in, in 2013. Is that before you went to, yeah? Yeah, I gave it a go. I went down to Melbourne to do it for a studio. Yeah. And it didn't pay much, and I had to go on a weekend, so I couldn't work or do anything I wanted to do. So I was like, nah, fuck that, no good. But then I get out of jail, got no money, didn't go down the exact was right that, path. Was part of, what was the goals, though? What were your goals that you writ down in jail that you wanted to do? Yep, so besides the drugs thing, it was uh, I wanted to get back into the sex industry. Hmm. Didn't know what part I was going to be getting into, um, but that was always a goal. Then I wrote goals of how much money do I want to earn a week? Where do I want to live? What kind of furniture do I want? Yeah. Um, what kind of woman do I want as well? Yeah. I had goals of, okay, I want to be this man. And I want to start being that man when I get out. And who was that man did you want to be? Tell me. So like a humble guy, someone who really treats his friends with love and respect, a, a, a working guy. I've always wanted to be someone that can stand up straight, hold yourself well, and just not be a fucking flog. I look at you and you're definitely a humble guy. Like I, I, I watch some of your social medias and how you respond to haters. It's yeah, brother, you know what I mean? It's like you don't <laughs> take none of it on board. I love how you handle them sort of guys. Oh, yeah, mate, that's good. I'm glad you said that. It's, there's a lot of humility in how you respond yeah. to haters. Yeah. Where does that come from? Like, Probably just comes from the fact they don't mean anything to me. Yeah. And the words don't mean anything. I've got really good friends. Yeah. So I don't need any more friends. I've got good circle for people who love me. Yeah. And that's enough for me. So mm. if someone outside of that hates me or has something negative to say, mm. mate, I've got a pretty good life. I don't take drugs. I'm focusing on business. I'm fit. I'm healthy. People love me. I've achieved some pretty good goals. Are you saying that my acting's bad or I'm a fuckwit? It means, it means nothing. I love you, humiliating, and that's how I get to know you. When, I remember when I first approached you, you were very engaging and you were very to and yep. fro, swap numbers. And I love your positivity, brother. You're just one of these guys that got this gung-ho sort of yeah, positive yeah. attitude towards life and nothing beats you. Yeah, you know what thanks, I mean? I appreciate it, yeah. And, 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 but that's, where did your resilience come from? 
Or jail, I guess, maybe. Yeah, it yeah. teaches you that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Look, if you can spend four and a half years in jail, or how many years did you do? 23. 23, yeah, that's a fucking yeah. long time. You know, what else can trump that? Yeah. It's death, that's it. Yeah. Nothing's really worse than that, is it? And you've made a you've made a positive out of a negative, you know what mm. I mean? You made a big name in OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So yep. how did that all eventuate? So when I got out, look, I... I, I you It's a different world, isn't it, after four and a half years? It, it is, and... and I was very embarrassed when I got out, I'm not going to lie. I've got no money, I've got no car, mm. got no furniture, mm. so I've got to start completely fresh, and it's a bit scary as well. Mm. Fuck, like, I need to do something. I went down the wrong path a little bit, but then I, I pulled myself back, mm. pulled myself up, nah, fuck that, and then I thought, okay, what am I going to do? W- what have I excelled at, or where am I good at? I'm like, I love women, mm. respect women, I fucking love sex, I like to think I'm all right at it, so I'm like... Fucking OnlyFans. <laughs> like OnlyFans, like I, blokes get the impression that only women do the OnlyFans, but mm. you were really a pioneer there, weren't you? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely given a lot of men motivation for it. Mm. But it's quite hard. Like people think it's a bit easy, but it's not. No. Some of the marketing I do, fuck me. Some of the shit I say on social media, you got to have a bit of balls to say what I say, you know? I'm doing videos saying I got gangbanged by fucking four girls. <laughs> but on the, other so- on the other side, what woman wants to date a guy that's getting gangbanged by four girls? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're revol- role reversing it. You're not gangbanging them. You're- they're gangbanging you. Oh, I've done the I've done both. But look, blokes think, oh, mate, this bloke's living his dream life. There's a lot to mm. it, isn't it? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not just for sex. There's a lot of marketing, strategizing, problem solving. Social media does not support sex work in any shape or form. So you have to problem solve and get around these guidelines of social media. But you've got to do it in a roundabout way to attract people to want to subscribe to yours. TikTok is just so sensitive, mm. what, you put, on, what yep. you put on TikTok. And I love how... It took a bit of ingenuity how you've done that because you've done sort of role play things. The, yeah. the plumber locks on the door, the girl answers the door in a bikini and you're left. The, the rest is left to the imagination. Exactly. And you do it yeah. so well. And that's come a lot of trial and error. I've had a lot of accounts banned and such and I've had to really learn the guidelines of social media to see, okay, what do I actually need to do to be able to get around this to do my kind of content? Yeah. And now... Yeah, I don't get banned accounts anymore. Yeah, you've got good numbers. You've got really big numbers. And you know, yeah. I, I, like, I like when you do your lives, you've got really big engagement in mm. your lives. And, and I like how how you make yourself available to people. Like you, you're just sitting there answering, because I, I know myself, you get there answering some, some of the fucking questions are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it can be quite hard. You know. yeah. Do you like goats? Oh, fucking what? I fucking love goats. <laughs> 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 but, but, but that's it. It's like, you know, if people are going to ask me, you know, or if people ask me questions, I have to be humble about it and think, okay, that's a positive they want to know about me. Yeah. So I'm going to do my best to answer every question. Yeah. Impossible to answer them all, but I'll try. Mm. But also... I don't want people to think I'm just a fuckwit from my social media content because if yeah. if someone doesn't know me, that's a very easy impression to get yeah. by looking at my my social media content. Yeah. So live going live gives me the chance for people to listen to me, talk to me, engage who I actually am as a person. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's making yourself accessible. Yeah. Tell me, what's a day in the life of Dale Egan like? What what tell just talk because I'm massive on routines. Yeah. I, I'm a real big. Stip, I'm stippler for a good, solid yep. routine. What's your routine from the moment you wake up? Yep. So I wake up between 3.30, 4am every day. Club. I, I grab my phone straight away and I start working. Yeah. Generally, I walk out to the kitchen bench, sit there, I'll work. 
Until maybe when you fo- say work, you're answering texts and messages. Yeah, yep. So yeah. doing all replying. I might have to send out a few videos, such and such. Yes, I'll do that till about 5 a.m. Then I'll tidy my house. I'll have a shower. I'll go to the gym about 5.30. Straight after the gym, I go to a cafe. Mm. So that's usually 6.30, 7 a.m. Yeah. Then by 8 a.m., I'm home. I've had a shower. Then my day starts. Yeah. Say, so for instance, you're going to shoot a movie. How does that come up? People interested in this? Or how does that come yep. about? Yeah, so generally either a, a woman will approach me on social media or I'll pro- approach them. But I've got a lot of regular women I work with as well. And, you know, we'll organise a day, a time. And generally for me, I prefer like a 10 a.m. start. Yeah. So it gives me time to do my day, do a bit of admin, do a few other things, 10 a.m. start. Then generally we're done by 2, 3 p.m. So you're banging for four hours. <laughs> a lot of social media content as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Plus, okay. we catch up. Like, they'll come in. I'll, I'll say, please sit down. Like, yeah. how are you? How you been? Like, what have you been up to? I don't want to just come in and, all right, camera's rolling. Let's fuck. Yeah. You know? you got to, yeah, I guess it, there's a lot more to it because there's different angles and. That's right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. What's, are you sponsored by Viagra or Cialis or? Not yet, but hopefully coming soon. Okay. Let's, if you're watching Viagra or Cialis, please, <laughs> Dale Egan, Instagram, TikTok. I know a manager. Anyway, uh, <laughs> mate, but that's the, there's, like, I mean, tell me the, the pitfalls of it all. The biggest pitfall for me is most of my adult life, so like prior jail, when I first got out of jail as well, mm-hmm. women used to desire me a lot more, mm. past sex more, like dating. Mm. Now, because of what I do, I'm not as desired or valued. doesn't matter how I hold myself doesn't matter how fit and healthy I am, how much money I make, how nice I am, mm. my values as a man. That all gets taken away because of what I do for work. Yeah. That so is the hard part. So it's hard to have relationships? Oh, fuck yeah. Have you, are you yeah. in a relationship at the moment? No, I open to one. Mate, what does it feel like? Because everyone wants to feel love and validated. Is that uh, a big exactly, part of you? Yeah, is yeah. that a big part of you? Do, you, do, you, do you, hope, you wish and hope for that? Like you know. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, I mean, look, I'm 33 uh, next month. Yeah. And, you know, I've built myself a pretty good life. Mm. I do some pretty good things with my life. I'm mm. travelling, business class, nice mm. hotels, whatever. Mm. And I think, fuck, it'd be nice to do that with someone, have someone next to me. big part of when I was in prison, I you think, geez, it'd be nice to get out and have a nice long-term relationship mm. with someone that you can hold their hand, watch movies yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. Do you, You'd miss that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I if I am seeing someone, I love doing that stuff. If I genuinely like a girl, mm. come here. I want to cuddle you. Mm. Let me look after you. Yeah, I, I get that. It's as a male, it's underestimated how much we need that. Mm, yeah, and, and and coming from prison, yeah, that's amplified. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's something that you really have a focus on. Tell me about. Do you know how to give love? Just normal. Do you know how to do? Well, you know what? What's your version of love? Uh, my version of love, I don't know. I just want, like, if I'm in love, like I want her to feel looked after. I just want her to be able to be in her like feminine energy around me. She can be a boss bitch during the day, do a thing. Let's do things together, adventure. Oh, what's your social media? And the day you finish your parole, you're off overseas. Yeah, yeah. And then you, <laughs> what about that? How good does it feel when you come off parole? Fuck, that was a good day. Yeah. Okay. Now I actually feel free. Yeah. That's a good feel. Mine was sitting at an international. I went to Manchester. I took a fighter to Manchester and I actually oh. felt free. I was on that plane. I was looking mm. at the screen when you're going over all these different countries and Blake next to me snoring. I'm looking going, oh, I just stayed away. My eyes were like that yeah, for 21 yeah. hours. See, it's a good feeling. I was exactly the same. I only went to Bali, but yeah. it was fucking great. Good to be free, isn't it? Tell me about that. And say, you know, over in Bali, you had a bike accident too. Oh, 
Fuck, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on? No, I'm out at all. We got there at 1 a.m., Yeah. went to bed, woke up at 8 a.m., ordered breakfast, ordered the scooters, jumped on the scooter at 10 a.m., so was like nine, 10 hours after I got to Bali. Yeah. I jumped on, never been on a scooter or a bike in my life. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I just fucking went for it. Yeah. Straight into a fucking wall. <laughs> that was it. There's no cool story to it. I'm just, I'm just the, a fuckwit. And it, was, it made the papers here in Australia. Yeah. It yeah. made the Gold Coast bullet. Yeah. Made them said former crim bikey, uh, former crim porn star. Yeah, they, they they actually messaged me. They said, "Yeah, I, I want that story." I'm like, "Okay, you can have it." Yeah, it's beautiful, <laughs> uh, man. What, what's in what's what's the plans for your day? Well, tell me, where do you want to go? And you want to go overseas and do this? You won't be able to get into yeah, America, unfortunately. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. I keep thinking I want to go overseas and stuff, but nah, I don't really want to do porn much longer, to be honest. No, no. Nah, so I've just just in the middle of starting my own OnlyFans management agency. Aim to step out of porn within the next year or so. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I can do, I can do other things. Yeah. yeah, smart enough. Where's your business acumen come from? I think like OnlyFans actually taught me a fair bit about business. Yeah, because um, I've had to learn about marketing. I've had to learn about tax, which I knew nothing about. Yeah, but I'm also fortunate to have a few of my very close friends are, are businessmen. Yeah, a couple of them are very successful as well. Yeah, very hardworking. So it, it, it definitely rubs off on me. So it's a good motivator. Where did your drive come from? Fuck, I just want more, yeah. Yeah, same. I think it's just like sitting in that little cell in jail and you're eating this food you don't want to fucking eat. You're surrounded by these guys you don't want to be surrounded by. Mm. You're seeing junkies in the yard and stuff. No offense to them, whatever. They've got yeah. to get through their day. But for me, I don't want to see that shit. You know, I'm like, fuck I, like, fuck this. I want, I'm like, I want to prove to myself, left school when I was 14, jail, whatever. I want to prove to myself that I can be as wealthy as any guy out there. doesn't matter what the fuck I've done or where I've been. I can just do it. I'm going to do it. Without that, with that attitude, you're going to be. It's the same with me. I got out of jail. I've been out of jail six years now. And, man, I employ 23 people. Fuck. got 7,500 clients. Just that sort of said, what, what do you want to do? You want to buy property? Like, you got a pretty fucking smick set up, your joint. Mm, yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm only renting that, yeah. but, yeah, it's pretty good. Property will come. It's not on the forefront. I was actually bankrupt as well, yeah. but out of that now. Yeah, right now is just focus on these business plans I've got, bring them up, get the income up, and one day property will come, but just not yet. Yeah. Now, I see a lot of a lot of me and you, you know what I mean? We left yeah. school at 14. We had depression. Obviously, we're dreamers. Mm, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And we, when you're a kid, you get slapped in the head for being a fucking, uh, you're a fucking daydreamer. Fucking stop that fucking shit. You oh, I'm saying, you know, and you're told, oh, you're not going to get that. Yeah. You're not going to get that. Well, fuck off. But anyone can do it, really, yeah. Really? Well, just a bit of tenacity, yeah. Yeah, just believing in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you think prison taught you to have that self-belief? Or- yeah, I think so. Because, I don't know if you can relate, but just being in such a hole and knowing when you get out, like, you know, I'm thinking, when I get out, I've, I've got to work. Yeah. Half a dull check. Or, or I'm going to be fucking, like, worse. I'm going to... Fuck myself. Yeah. I just, Isn't it a beautiful, but it is a beautiful like a realization in prison where you think, I'm choosing this and I can choose better. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. And it's empowering. Yeah. I remember I told boys now, I said, because oh, I'm a big believer in what I want and what I believe and, and what I need in my life, I need to say it out loud. Yeah. So I, I repeat myself to friends all the time. But when I first said to boys now, I'm like, I'm never touching drugs again in my life. Yeah. You know, and I would say it, say it. People have drugs in front of me. I don't want to buy it. Sorry, sorry. People ask me if I want to lie when I go out. 
I say, oh, I don't actually do drugs. I say, fuck off. Yeah. I'm like, no, I actually don't. But you know what's really good for me? I told blokes about the business I was going to set up when I get out. And yep. they all thought I was a shit talker. Yeah. Yep, now they yep. ring me and go, fuck, you did yep. it. Yeah, yeah. And people will be hearing about you on social media and newspapers <coughs> and that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's a beautiful feeling, brother, mm. when you prove people wrong. Yeah, yeah. I've had quite a few, as you did too, quite a few boys reach out and they've been like, fuck, you keep popping up everywhere, you know? And um, remember one guy, one guy at Kempsey, he was a big boy, big, big boy. He used to call me the porn star. Yeah. And uh, fuck, if, if you see me now, he'd be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but that tag, how do you sit with, like, how is that, it doesn't bother you? No, nah, nah, no, no. No, it shouldn't. Does it affect... The porn star stuff, does it affect your relationships and when you're in a relationship, the sexual stuff, you know what I mean? Does it? The sexual stuff, definitely not. No. Because um, what I do for work, it, it doesn't satisfy me. Do you have, if you're in a relationship, this is a pretty personal question, mm-hmm. would you have sex differently than you would on set? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, no, like on set, you don't have that, that romantic intimacy. Yeah. And there's no build up to it. There's yeah. no sitting down and, and you slowly touching and mm. you building that up. It's just, okay, we're going to do this angle. Yeah. The money shot. Money shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, to them, where do you want me to come? <laughs> I get that. It's, it's, it's a whole different thing. And there's this, do you have this need for that intimacy? Yeah, definitely. So I crave it uh, a lot more now doing this kind of work. Yeah. Mainly because I just don't get it. People would think, the average Joe would think you'd become pretty desensitized from that sort of, mm. from wanting intimacy. And it hasn't happened to you? Yeah, and that's a general question. A lot of girls think, oh, he probably won't even want it. But no, I do, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing because, and that's once again, for me, it reverts back to prison. You're so starved. Me, I'm a cuddler. I love waking up cuddled up to someone. Yeah, I, I yeah, fucking yeah. love that. Yeah. Especially if it's not my cellmate. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but that's that, that, that beautiful softness and everything like that. I'll be honest with you, for a long time there, I, I didn't like people touching me. Yeah. But I've worked my way and now I love it. Now you love it, yeah. Now I yeah. love that, love that sort of stuff. And, and when we're busy, we're working all day, we're, we've got goals and, and we're really putting the effort. Sometimes we just want to have a little cuddle at night. Yeah. You know, or in the morning when we wake up. That is beautiful. And is that, what I like about you and in your social media, what is real present in your social media is your authenticity. Mm-hmm. There's yep. a real boy next door authenticity about, you've got the bad guy, look, your big build tattoos, but there's definite authenticity when more so when I see you on live yeah yeah and I get what you're saying that's what you bring that authenticity away from that persona that my yeah. people might see in a visit video I think that's the most important thing if you're trying to build your social media you just want to be yourself yeah because obviously I want to do a role play contents obviously acting yeah but in general you want to be yourself you've got to be creative here yeah you, you've got to fucking be creative and I think that creative is you People want to see something that hasn't been done before. Tell me what's going through your head. Where does it come from? Do you got to watch a lot of porn? No, I don't watch porn anymore. No? Nah. I just, it, like once I get in the flow of it and I start doing some stuff, so we start doing TikToks. Yeah. It will just start flowing through. Yeah. Once you do it, you're in the groove, things are coming in your head. But, and again, it's, it's my job. Yeah. I'm the best at what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I remind myself of that. If I'm the best at what I do... I got to step up and be the best. Yeah, I got to live that. Yeah, and that's that competitive nature. Yeah, it's good to have that. And that, and jails once again, jails a very competitive place. Yeah, you, you, everyone's yeah, trying yeah. to do more chin ups or more burpees yeah, or exactly. more. 
Most egotistical place you could fucking oh, ever be in your life. 110%. I'm the, I sell more drugs. I fuck more girls. I fight better. I do more chin-ups. 100%. And you know what I love about that? Like now, being out of prison, I've been out of prison six years, three weeks, right? Yep. And I'm relating to the law-abiding citizen more than I relate to the crims no more mm. anymore. You know what I mean? Someone asked me the other day, they said, the criminal lifestyle, I said, yeah, I still relate to the crims, but I don't relate to the excuses. Yeah, yep. Yep. Because that's fucking a fountain of excuses in there. And that's why mm. I'm saying so, it's just a fucking relief to be away from the bullshit. Yeah, there's not much accountability. Like I said, it's excuses. Yeah. It's probably someone else's fault or, or yeah. I, I'm in jail because someone dogged on me. Yeah, yeah. They might have dogged on you, but you're in jail because of your own actions, actually. Yeah, that's good. And that's that accountability. Accountability is... People are going to say, what do you say? Like, I get it. People go, oh, I get these stiff saying to me, what do you say to your victims of your crime? I go, I've done 23 years. I think remorse is an mm -hmm. action. It's not fucking words. Yeah. What do you say to yours? Uh, my victims? Yeah. Yeah, look, every day, like, I always think about it and I, I feel bad about it. Yeah, because you, you've talked about that a bit of how embarrassed and ashamed you were. There's off, that's genuine with you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fucked. Like, it's, it, it was a very unfortunate series of events. It happened and I, I can't continue being punished for it. I can't continue dwelling on it. I can still be embarrassed about it and feel bad 100%. Yeah. Because I, I acknowledge it's the wrong thing. I'm very accountable. Yeah. But it's just, I've got to move on with my life as well. Yeah, same. I yeah. said the same. I said, I've done 23 years and I'm, I'm a big on it. Remorse ain't fucking words. Remorse yeah. is an action. So you're not doing it no more. Yeah, exactly. And because exactly, you can be sorry all you want. Yeah. But, but are you taking action and actually changing your life and being better? Being a better person, doing better things in the community, which you definitely are. You definitely are, brother. Yeah. You, you're showing you're showing other blokes that have been trapped in that life a different way. Yeah. You know, you can make money off social media. Yeah. You can make money off porn. Play to your strengths. Yeah. And that's your message. It's funny. There was actually an article. I think it was in. Oh, don't quote me, but maybe the Korean Mail recently. It was something like um, uh, these activists, victim activists, were were angry about. Um, uh, ex crims making money on OnlyFans. They shouldn't be able to be able yeah, to make that amount of money. I've heard about this story, yeah. I was like, fuck me. Yeah, what do well, we make money? Oh, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to go be a fucking crim? crim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do OnlyFans expecting to make this amount of money. Yeah, you know, fringe benefits. But you know, but that's that whole thing. There's, there's that's the Australian thing. It's the tall poppy thing. Like you, mm. you're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get a yeah, lot of. Yeah. Who's I get it. I just get it from fucking wherever I'm. Wherever I'm on. The, uh, you know, Australian story. I had people. I was on that ABC's Australian story. I yeah. got fucking tagged a lot. Queensland, really? yeah, Queensland government, Fuck. Queensland Corrective Services tried fucking putting a kibosh on it. They fucking hated me that much. What do you say to a, a to? Here's a young fella. He's just about to get released with his half a dole check. And he's about to get released from prison. What do you say to a young fella coming out of the nick, mate? What's the mindset? What's the mindset got to be to stay out of trouble? First of all, we've got to self-reflect and want to stay out of trouble, yeah. stay off the drugs, and get some kind of income. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer, man. You know what my goal was when I got out of jail, I was going to work 12 hours a day, seven days a week for two years. Yeah. And if I would have worked at McDonald's at fucking 10 bucks an hour or whatever, mm -hmm. I would have fucking been all right with that yeah. sort of thing and I, the importance of work. Where does your work ethic come from? Were you surrounded with your parent, your dad a hard worker? Because obviously you've got a work um, ethic. My, my mum's partner growing up, he was a hard worker. 12-hour days in the excavator, wake up early, go to work, come back. No complaints, <laughs> just did it. And you see that sort of thing. It does, and whether you, whether, whether Subconsciously, that has an effect on you, that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah. I guess with what I'm doing now and the opportunities in front of me, it, it's I have that much opportunity in front of me right now where it's like, 
if I don't address it, tackle it, and execute it, I'll fucking miss out. Yeah, yeah. I've been so I've got this saying I've been saying recently. I could go out on the weekend and be on the boat with the strippers and the drinks and have a good time, or I can knuckle down and buy the fucking boat in a couple of years. That's the best way, same. And I'm, I'll buy the fucking boat. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Same. I remember my parents saying to me, oh, mate, just get a job in the fucking factory. Mm-hmm. I used to say, I want to buy the factory. I'm not yeah. the one down the road and you block your units across the road. That's me. That's, but they said, stop fucking dreaming. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're obviously a real physical bloke. You're in fucking mint condition, you know what yeah. I mean? How does like physical exercise play a part in like, your mental health? Yeah, it's good discipline, for one. Yeah. I go to the gym every morning. And mm-hmm. I, and going to the gym releases endorphins. Yeah. So you're releasing these happy chemicals. Yeah. But I also jump on the stepper every day after I, go, after I do my normal workout. Yeah. Do 20 minutes on there. Yeah. And that's a big discipline game for me. I don't listen to music while I do it. I'm on there. What do you, you know, listen to? No, I don't listen to music. No, no nothing. but I'm saying nothing. Oh, nothing, nothing. Just no. you, you just get in your head. Just in here. Yeah. And I'll be on there and I get that negative self-talk come in and it's, oh, you've done enough. Mm. You've had a good workout. Or you've got things to do. Get off. Concrete. And I'm like, um, I have it. I do the cold, two minute cold shower every morning. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking hell. I'm about to buy a plunge pool for my balcony. That'd be good, yeah. Uh, and and I was that my at one minute fucking ninety uh, sixty or whatever fifty seconds of saying get out, and it's like nah. Two minutes fifteen. I'm going to punish you for it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm big on I'm big on that. I get that. I, there's so much you, you talk about and so much I relate to. And your whole persona. And man, I, I love your journey, brother. I love tuning into you. It makes me smile, you know what I mean? Thank you, man. Likewise, likewise. Here's a bloke. I love the fact that people, there, there is people that fucking hate me for doing good. Yeah. I love it. I'll yeah. say, you know what I mean? Because I think Burris even, Mark Burris even says, he goes, you're fucking, you're not doing any good if you haven't got haters. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's true. And there's, fuck, there's some fucking haters out there. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. I, I love the respondent. I'm saying, hey, mate, if you see me on the street, just, I'll give you a hug and let's yeah, fucking, yeah. let's uh, pick some fucking daffodils or something again. Yeah, I normally ask them, like, are, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? <laughs> or if they say, fuck, mate, you look like a fuckwit. I'm like, you know what? I actually do look like a fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen you do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just agree with them, huh? Yeah, well, maybe that makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> mate, do you get noticed much on the street? You obviously do. Yeah, I, yeah, I, fair I, bit, yeah. I noticed you free your TikToks. I remember yeah. seeing Yeah, fair bit. Especially if I go out, like, if I go out for a couple of drinks, people get recognised a fair bit. Sometimes I walk into a cafe or a restaurant or something and I'll just see a group of table, they'll look over at me and they'll start talking between them. I'm like, okay, <laughs> hi. <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed having you here, brother. Thanks, I'm, mate. I just get so much joy out of seeing you do well, brother. So thanks, mate. Thanks for Thank being on the stick-up, brother. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.